0: This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height filling in today for Mr. Ed Martin here at the beginning of the program. We've got a couple of great guests to uh, share with you today, and uh, I've got a couple of things that we need to cover here at the beginning at the What You Need to Know. But first, let me remind you, go to ProAmericaReport.com. That's ProAmericaReport.com. There you'll find all of our podcasts, standalone segments, the show notes, the links, uh, all of the uh, accessories to this show, all of the things that you need to know, and all of the places and resources to follow are there. So don't forget, uh, go there. And also, while you're there, sign up for the Pro America Report email list, uh, where you will get the What You Need to Know, the Wink email, every morning to your inbox. Really short, really helpful, and I promise it will do a good job at keeping you informed. But uh, let's get right down to it today there is a a, an absolute movement a what seems like an unstoppable force that is rolling through america right now and um, i I mean we could we could spider off uh, into so many different directions to talk about this but we'll just let's let's keep it at a basic level here what you need to know today is the deep state is on the attack against american voters they have declared war against american voters And we've got – oh, man, this is almost too many examples to get into, but uh, think about it today. Uh, President Trump uh, is in court defending himself, putting in a non-guilty plea or a not-guilty plea, pardon me, uh, entering a not-guilty plea uh, with this ridiculous politically motivated – uh, indictment coming out of the Department of Justice The mishandling of classified di- This is it, it, just bonkers You, you want to know some good details on this What you should do is go to uh, Mike Davis's Twitter account uh, Mike Davis is the head of the Article 3 project He has a great uh, series of tweets Picking apart how all of this belongs Under the Presidential Records Act None of it has to do with the Espionage Act They haven't even met the qualifications or the definition of what needs to be uh, Noted as conspiracy Let alone given evidence it, It's just its a mess But here it is, President Trump standing in front of a court declaring uh, a not guilty plea on 37 counts of mishandling classified documents, these trumped up charges, just absolutely incredible. Uh, And all of this is an attempt to meddle, interfere in the next election. Let's make no mistake, that's exactly what this is about. Uh, but this isn't, you know, this isn't uh, just where it stops. Uh, think about it also today. Uh, Ed uh, Martin, our illustrious uh, host of the show here, he was actually tied up testifying in front of a congressional hearing. Uh, congressman Matt Gates from Florida, uh, the Florida man, congressman himself, was hosting a field hearing today uh, at the Capitol on the truth behind the january 6th protests and that has gone on now for years and years the government retaliation particularly from the executive branch the fbi the doj and so on they have continued to retaliate against a group of political uh, opinion expressors I mean, this is about the most I could call protesters with a political opinion, with a particular partisan issue in the 2020 election came to protest. And I'm not trying to minimize if anyone had property damage or vandalism, but we've, we've qualified that long enough. I'm done qualifying that. These people have been thrown in jail. Uh, extra people have been gone and rounded up and thrown in jail since then. And the government has continued to Push And push and push this persecution against people who showed up to rally for their partisan or political opinion. I mean, this what this shows is between that and the continuing uh, forceful. Uh, prosecution of President Trump over everything they can think of, all of his allies that they have tried to rip out of their homes with middle-of-the-night FBI raids or tie up in court with legal challenges for years. What is all of this? This is a coordinated retaliation, a war that they have declared, essentially, for lack of a better word, on their political enemies and the voters that support not just the certain political enemies. This isn't just, make no mistake, and, and actually some of this is a good resource. You should go and read uh, tonight. It comes out uh, the Phyllis Schlafly report weekly column. John and Andy Schlafly, Phyllis' sons. This is again at day job where Phyllis, uh, or where Ed and I work at Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Um, John and Andy continue in the fashion of their mother, writing a weekly column uh, every Tuesday. And today, the deep state declares war on Trump voters. That this is, and they're tying these things together. This is accurate, except let, let's think about it. It's not just Trump voters. This is the deep state declaring war on the American voter, on anyone who would oppose their will, on anyone who would oppose their power, on anyone who would oppose their corruption. So it it really, whether it's a Trump voter, uh, whether it's a, a Robert Kennedy Jr. voter, it doesn't matter. They are coming for the people who say no to their corruption, to their power grab, to their sustained and continued control at the federal level. This is a war that they've declared, whether it's President Trump standing in court down in Miami, whether it's the field hearings that are pulling back the layers of transparency that have been hidden and covered over by uh, the Democrats in Congress for two plus years. This is a war against the American voter, and we must stand up and say no congress the house needs to use the power of the purse to start defunding agencies that have gone off the rails they need to use their power of uh of information to get out and pull back the veil on all the stuff that's been going on this must be dealt with now make no mistake the deep state has declared war on the American voters they one of the their, their media propagandists let 's not mince words as to who the mainstream media are. they continue to throw out the phrase a threat to democracy, a threat to democracy well guess what the deep state and the war they 've declared against the american voters that 's the real threat to our republic that 's the threat to the rule of law, so we need to be abundantly clear about what they 're doing the fact that this this is all connected. And, and again, make no mistake, this isn't really about Trump. If you think, well, I'm not a Trump voter so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. They're coming after everyone. They're coming after everyone who defies their power. This is the continued march of retaliation they have. So, make no mistake, we got to move against it. We have to make sure that using uh, the power of the person, Congress, the power of uh, true journalism and getting out the truth, we have to fight this uh, corruption, and we have to fight this effort to beat down the truth at every turn that it comes in. That's what you need to know. So, We'll be right back here on the Pro America Report. Don't forget, go to proamericareport.com, get all of this uh, after the show, standalones, and segments and podcasts, and we will be right back. We'll talk to you in a moment.
2: welcome back welcome back ed martin here on the pro america report it's been way too long way too long selena zito SelenaZito.com is the person you want to talk to and uh excuse me is the person you want to the website you want to go to to get all of her writings there and you could sign up for an email from her an update we're going to talk to her right now selena zito how are you oh i'm just
3: living the dream how are yeah. you and yeah everybody can Go and check it out. I actually have three full-time jobs and you can check out. I, 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 I set out in January to interview anybody that everyone that was running for president on the Republican side. And I did it, including a couple extra ones. So you can, uh, you can read those uh, uh as you take a look at all the other stuff that i've written
2: so and i was going to say i mean but but let's talk about this for one second the like history there was a point i uh, was it like 2015 when like you you got uh, did you get fired from somewhere or or someone cut you back and everyone was like oh and then it was like from then on you had you had the best-selling book the great revolt you had then and then you and then you became sort of well known for having written about the people who were understanding trump right that was like that was in 15 or so 14 15 16
3: um i lost my uh i shouldn't say lost my job i took the buyout it was Ah. evident that i had to okay um appears that everyone that didn't take the buyout lost their job when that Door closed, right? Uh, and um, I—that uh, was in September of 2016. And the day that I walked out of the newsroom was the day that someone uh, from the Trump campaign—he was not president yet—called and said, "Hey, you have an interview tomorrow with Trump in Pittsburgh." I'm like, "Oh, great! I don't even have a job." Wow. Um, but so that's that's how that transpired. <laughs> I ended up writing it for the Atlantic and uh, and the day after the election, I kept telling people, you know, he's going to win, not because I wanted him to or didn't want him to. It's just that my reporting validated that understanding that things were in this, that the coalitions of both parties were changing. In, 20, in 2008, when Barack Obama was running, he kept the, the New Deal coalition, which included most of the white working class. In 2012, he, he ran a different race. And ran for the party of the ascendant, uh, meaning young people, uh, minorities, and the highly educated. But he kept just enough of the white working class. He shed a lot of them. He's one of the only modern presidents to have lost uh, votes in their, in their second run. Uh, but he kept enough of them. But by the time Hillary Clinton had had was running the coalitions in both parties had shifted dramatically but people didn't seem to understand that. Right right. But I saw it and I reported it and said, "Hey you guys, that think Donald Trump's going to win." Right right. And and um I nailed it. And that has a lot to do with how I report, which is on the backroads
4: right. and
3: in in the places in the um in um the Great Lakes Midwest, meaning Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa, um these, these places where um that matter in an electoral college and um and he won. And then since then everything without me even really pursuing it, yeah. I wrote it best-selling book. But again, I didn't write the book about Trump. I wrote the book about how these coalitions are changing. And I still intuitively follow that. And I understood in 2018, Republicans were going to lose uh, the House and Senate. Um, and uh, and in 2020, I understood that Donald Trump was not going to win.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: in 2022, I was uncertain I was uncertain if the Republicans were going to have a big wave, and I warned a few days ahead of, the can- of that election when Donald Trump came out and said, hey, I'm going to announce next week I'm running, and he started making fun of other possible candidates that voters had had enough, not that they didn't like his policies, but they were exhausted by his comportment
2: right uh selena zito is our guest and over at selena zito then also washington examiner new york post pittsburgh post gazette i think it's at everywhere you, you can think of uh a wall street journal has published her and her book she mentioned is the great revolt inside the populist coalition reshaping american politics selena zito and brad todd uh out originally in hardback i think there's a paperback out too so um i wanted but i wanted to get to the pieces recent about the democrats but then i want to stop on my shelf i went over and i pulled off my shelf a, a battered copy of a book that i bought from the left bank bookshop in saint louis missouri which i love to go in it was a used book it cost a dollar fifty and it was it is um studs turkle uh number one bestseller working and i wanted to ask you this I've only known you for five years, six years, five years, probably. And I've known you since you had this insight to go and listen to these people. And I find it wonderful because it's all about a person. And it's to me, it's kind of the whole thing. But, you know, Studs Terkel, of course, did this, these lengthy, lengthy books. And it was kind of politically uh, he was he was writing like this one is about people talk about what they do all day and how they feel about what they do. He was kind of this leftist, but he was a journalist. So. That style of going and finding people to listen to, first of all, how do you do that? And how do you not, do you end up doing a, something where you, you have like 15 of these and you end up using one or do you have five and use one or are you now able to say i can tell a, a half an hour into a conversation whether this person's going to give me enough insight i mean what is this it's it's a different kind of now it's consistent it's selena zito it's a, a, a certain kind of journalism
3: well i think what makes me intuitive about storytelling is my my sense of place so i don't live in um a large city i i don't live in new york i don't live in dc Uh, i live in a county outside of pittsburgh pennsylvania dab center in the middle of appalachia and Mm -hmm. so i already have an understanding of the importance of of good storytelling, but also the importance of telling people story mm-hmm. stories that are outside of what you see in New York and and DC, and, and telling them through a viewpoint of understanding their lives. Uh, and and so you can you can tell me. I mean, honestly, there isn't a person out there who I couldn't sit down with. Um, no matter what, what point of view they come from, that doesn't have a compelling story to tell. I think right. all of us do. Right, right, None right. None of us, you, so there are few and far between whether we are far left and, and extremely successful or far right and right down the middle coming from a working class background. Everyone's story is compelling. Uh, the important part for me is to listen. Mm-hmm. And and not only listen, but when I go and, and do these stories is always take the back roads. I don't fly. I don't even take the interstate or a turnpike. I take the back roads. So that atmosphere, that geography, that road is part of the story. And mm-hmm. it and, and it the surroundings that I see, whether a town is prosperous or down on its knees, making its way back up or falling apart. Helps tell the story.
2: Hmm. Selena Zito again is our guest. If you go to selenazito.com, you can sign up for her email updates and see all of her writings there. SelenaZito.com. I'll put it up on social media. Um, okay, so moving to this piece Democrats abandoned the blue collar worker in favor of social justice warriors. It, broadly is this another one of these shifts uh, it, and is it permanent i mean did dem did democrats really abandon them or are they or or, or is this a fad and and it's swinging back i mean somebody like rfk junior who's getting 20% of the vote depending on what you think of he's he seems to me to be maybe some of those v- voters that are that looks they feel that may, many democrats uh, blue collar workers may feel like they're losing it, 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 do you sense this as a permanent move or what's going on
4: here
3: well, nothing is permanent in politics. A hundred years ago, the Democrat Party looked like the Republican Party and the Republican Party looked like the Democratic Party. Republicans were the party of the country club, the elites, the highly educated.
4: The right. Democrats
3: were the party of the working class. Today, that is completely different. Uh, but it takes decades for that shift to change. A lot of it's based on culture and society. What has moved Uh, uh, What has moved the the Democrats to the left is that our cultural curators, meaning the people that are in charge of our corporations, um, academia, entertainment, sports entities, um, you know, uh, institutions, all of those People that are running them, that have the most influence on what we see, feel, taste, eat, and, and are entertained by, come from a, a highly educated elite class that lives in the super zip codes um, of our country, meaning Silicon Valley, uh, New York, um, Washington DC, counties that are the most wealthiest, but also the centers of power and they they don't understand the people they serve. That has had a large impact on our politics because voters constantly feel scolded constantly feel lesser than, constantly feel disconnected from the brands they have been loyal to. Think about the NFL's decision to back all the people that were kneeling for the anthem.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, Not only did that hit people uh, of all parties, didn't that hit people wrongly. It also proved that the elites don't take a contract that you sign seriously where people that live in the rest of the country know if they signed a contract, they gotta live up to it. Mm-hmm. So meaning Colin Kaepernick signed a contract that said, you have to stand for the national anthem. And he, his signature was there right. and, and he broke that contract, but there was no consequence for it. If you and I broke a contract, Oh my gosh! We'd be sued. We'd lose our house. Our bankra. Our 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 bank account would be depleted. But we because we face consequences. So that's a long way of saying our cult. That is what has driven the left to abandon. They have decided that the working class, white, black, Hispanic, whatever. Um, is not as important as the, uh, social justice warriors. That's who they now advocate for. So they don't stand up for the United Boilermakers. I mean, I was standing there when the, when the stacks went down. I didn't see one Democrat, um, um well, elected, there yeah. saying, it's going to be okay. We're mm-hmm. going to do this for you. 10, 20 years ago, they would have done that. Right. Um, but in, in in contrast, they were at a pride parade, um, walking through a pride parade, and there's well, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you if you you you're making a decision that this is more important. These voters are more important than um, the ones that you um, once championed.
2: We're, we're talking again with Selena Zito. We're right now referring to her piece in the Washington Examiner a couple of days ago, um, and referring to in Ches, Cheswick, Pennsylvania. Um, there is a, a, um, uh, power plant and two of the big stacks, one, I think over 700 feet tall, one over 500 feet tall were, you know, they, they shut this down. They changed it. As you said, the environmentalists, um, but you referred to something, uh, but two things I w- wanted to ask you. One is as the East coast was, has been inundated with smoke from canada you know my friends that are in california said hey this happened to us all the time when there's a good forest fire we have a couple of days off of work or school doesn't happen on the east coast and i think people are dissatisfied in a way that they you know they always blame who's in charge you know somehow i, I remember vividly when someone told me i was chief of staff to the governor and someone told me you can't control the floods but they'll blame you for it anyway so you better figure out yeah. how to handle it and so smoke enveloping the east coast from canada it's not our fault it's not not biden's fault but people are blaming them the other part of this is and i'm doubling it up because we're going to run out of time but you know when people critique biden as corrupt it it, i I don't think that's a distinguishing characteristic to middle america they think everybody in the swamp is using the power to their (laughs) advantage and it feels like this coming election maybe more than ever a a corruption you know election a drain the swamp election and they fit together in the sense that for all the regulating you do for all the taxes and things you can do you can't control a forest fire that's going to block out uh you know the eastern seaboard i am i you're the one that knows how this feels when you talk to so many folks is that right and a long way to Tipperary, but that's where it looks like it's headed
3: well, first of all, I think it's hysterical that there is this hysteria coming from the East Coast about this smoke when I've been sitting through it for the past two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. None of us were like, you know, yeah. having the, a fit of vapors over it. Right. Um, we're like, okay, it happened. It'll pass and we'll be okay. We right. might be inconvenienced, but Lord almighty, <laughs> they are really hysterical. Yeah,
2: over they sure this. are. They sure are.
3: It, 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 it blows my mind yeah. um, in terms of uh, draining the swamp. You know, I haven't pinpointed what this election is about, but I will t- I will outside I, to say I don't think anyone's inevitable, meaning both Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Right. I actually think neither of them will be the nominee this time next year.
2: Mm, wow. That's interesting. Well, I do think that there's chaos everywhere. I, I just, uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I, I think there's, I agree with you on Biden. I don't see based on the fundamentals, you know, having sat through the RNC and things like that, that I don't know where it is absent somehow an indictment does damage that I'm not seeing coming. Right now it's not doing damage. It's like enhancing the base, but, uh, you might be right on that, but we'll have, we'll visit again. That's why SelenaZito.com is where you need to go to read all of her stuff. When she does figure out where the voters are Uh, you will know because she writes about it almost every couple of days and then we'll have a better sense thank you as always selena for your time
3: Thanks for
2: having me. Uh, it's great. Selena Zito, everybody. SelenaZito.com. Go to her website. She's one of the best in the country. It was a really interesting answer that I said Studs Terkel talks about people, and she said, sure, that's right, but uh, a sense of place. Because every time you, she writes, you get a sense of where she is as well as the people around. It's a pretty cre- great thing to think about. So we'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back! Welcome back, Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Uh, Tony Lyons has been a friend of the program. I've had him on a number of times over the last few years, and uh, very helpful at understanding what's going on in the uh, conservative movement and what's happening in the world because of his uh, perspective as a publisher. He's uh, he's a publisher, and also he was just telling me off the air that uh, so many times now he's out talking to folks uh, on radio and uh, and otherwise about how the censorship. Problem. So Tony Lyons, he's the president and the publisher of Skyhorse Publishing. He's an attorney himself uh, and has been in this for um, 25 years, uh, pushing uh, through with lots of good books. One of the things that caught my attention and he and I talked about um, was the RFK Jr. book that he published. A lot of other people, I think, took a pass on it um, and about Dr. Fauci, got a ton of attention back when it was published, sold a ton of copies of the books. And now RFK Jr. is certainly a real national uh political leader i think he was before but now he's a candidate for president so welcome back tony first of all how are you good thanks Great so, to be here. so first on publishing and you mentioned off the air censorship um you, you i think you called it strange times and then you segued into the fact there's so much censorship um tony is it is it the tip of the iceberg the stuff we see is that one of the problems we see some major stuff but, you know, they you see a Tucker being pushed out or something, but that there's a lot more happening beneath the surface.
5: Is that fair? I think it is fair. And I and I and I think that there's so many people who have been censored and so many voices that have been shut down. And, you know, you don't have to look far. I mean, the idea that that Donald Trump, the president of the United States, can be kicked off of Twitter or that you know robert f kennedy jr can come out with a book that claims corruption at the highest levels of government and sort of collusion with the most powerful com- companies on the planet you know to sell products that are not good for people um you know that you really see that none of our rights are are safe then that if that if it can happen to tucker carlson who's got millions of followers if it can happen to a to a former president if if it can happen to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., then it can happen to anybody. And so, you know, one of the reasons why we came out with this new book, which is called The Real RFK Jr., it's coming out on June 20th yeah. by the selling author Dick Russell, is because Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been so incredibly censored and vilified over the last three years. And even before then, that most people have no idea who he is and it's hard to get the information. So he's out there trying to get his message through. Um, and it's being, you know, uh, played with and censored and de-emphasized and taken down. I mean, I tried to post a picture of Robert F. Kennedy jr. Uh, with me, uh, holding his book. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and and that was not allowed to be boosted on wow. Instagram. Wow. So they they didn't tell me why. And so I was thinking about what that means. So that means that Instagram has a face recognition program because it isn't. There was no claim that was being made that could be misinformation or or that could be claimed as as some kind of wrongdoing. It's just his face. So they were censoring <laughs> his face. Wow. I mean, that is just an amazing. Level of 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 fascism that has taken over this country, and I think that we all need to fight back, and that we need to fight back in any way we can. And so I'm doing it by publishing these books. I've, I'm the co-founder of a of a super back, uh called American Values uh, 2024.org dot uh, org to to raise money to help Robert F Kennedy Jr sort of cut through all of this censorship and propaganda so that people really know what he believes and what he stands for uh but i but i think that all of your listeners ought to think about that that there is a war going on here and it's a war for your mind it's a war to control what you do what you think what you read what you put into your body and it's a serious war and it's a war against the middle class it's a war against the hard working people of this country and it's to funnel money up it's trickle up theory mm. to a handful of billionaires and and people who are paid by them and the media is paid the government is controlled the democratic party you can see it there too they won't allow debate they're not going to they they don't want any sort of dialogue they just want to choose for you who your candidate's going to be so I think that we're in pretty dire times and we need people out there like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. who are fighting to protect our rights. Uh, we're talking with Tony Lyons
2: and he's a publisher uh, at Skyhorse Publishing. He referenced a, a book uh, that uh, I will make sure that's uh, called The Real The Real RFK Jr. Trials of a Truth Warrior by Dick Russell, available from Skyhorse uh, anywhere you buy books. I was a- also going to say the two books that I really I, I was struck by and hadn't seen coming uh, that you published Tony, the real Anthony Fauci a couple years ago. Um, and then the bodies of others, uh, by Naomi, Naomi, Naomi Wolf, two, two people of which, you know, a couple years ago, I wouldn't have five years ago. I wouldn't have thought to read them two really good books, really interesting books, thought provoke, uh, thought, thought provoking. Um, but Tony, do you, uh, what is the, what is the control? You know, I said tip of the iceberg. Um, uh, you mentioned that, uh, oh, I know I was going to tell you. I did a search while we we're talking for RFK Jr. and, and you get these stories. There's an unbelievable amount of hit pieces, right? It's not coverage of his campaign. It's the sad candidacy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. from Newsweek. Salon has this, uh, um, uh, incredible hit piece by this real lunatic feminist. And the crazy thing about this is, they used to like rfk jr i think i mean i, I, th- I on all the hot button issues I, I don't think he's that conservative but it's something i guess is it, do, is your sense that he's a threat to the establishment
5: in other words nobody owns him yeah i mean that's a scary thought that you're a threat to the establishment if you believe in the constitution if you believe that the border shouldn't be easy to walk across if, if you believe that freedom of speech is, is the most important right that we have in this country, you know, if you believe that war is bad, if you believe that having a middle class that, you know, has a real sense of a future, I mean, Bobby Kennedy points out that 53% of Americans don't have a $1,000 in the bank now for an unexpected medical charge, not a $1,000. That's that's almost 200 million people in this country. So we have a problem. And those kinds of problems are not covered anywhere. The government is not addressing them, whether it's on the right or the left. It's not addressed. The media is not addressing it. You just get these narrow stories and 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 this narrative that is just meant to protect the people trying to extract money from the people of this country. And, you know, so I think that. That these are the most dire of times. And, And these are times where you need a candidate that kind of transcends party so that it's not about right or left. It's about right or wrong. And it's about putting this country on a path back to democracy and away from fascism or communism. So, so, so Tony,
2: you know, again, you're an observer. You've got a lot of historians you've published. I mean, you've put Dershowitz is over in your imprints. Lots of people that have a great perspective. Um, what's the path? If you're a day, de- I mean, you know, there, there's lots of, lots of writing and talking on, uh, in the, uh, uh, you know, of, of the two party system. We're stuck with it and all that. And, you know, people like Ross Perot tried to break us out of it. Didn't happen. Reform party didn't happen. Um, what's the path forward? Is it, is RFK Jr. going to have, I mean, is he going to succeed by getting cobbling together? maga voters because ma uh, i don't know maga uh voters are are somehow maybe they maybe the point here is they try to take trump completely out of the race but it, what's his what's his pathway and you got you know a lot of people tony i mean you're you're not just a um uh an, an advocate for free speech you're a successful businessman an attorney uh these democrats got to be telling you that they're worried or or are they telling you no they're not worried
5: i think that they're scared to death because. They have this plan, and this plan is about more war, more government power, less freedom of speech, less safe borders. I mean, these are things that no American should want, and I don't believe that Americans really want it. And the only way that they can be persuaded to 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 want these things is if they're lied to and if they're repeatedly lied to. And so one of the things that they do with somebody like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is that you have a poll that comes out. It's the Harvard Harris poll and they just leave Bobby out. Hmm. So, you know, he's, he's getting 22, 23% in, in real polls. And so they do a poll and they look at 15 Democrats and they have Democrats who have no intention of running for president. They have Democrats like Bernie Sanders who have already endorsed uh, president Biden. And they're just listing all of these names to make it look like polling means something. But they leave out the fastest growing, I mean, the the most quickly changing candidate and changing in the sense that that a lot of Democrats believed that they did not like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And they're mm-hmm. finding out that when they see him on a podcast, when they hear him on a radio show, that They actually really do like the things that he's saying, that those things resonate with them and that those things should be and have to be important to all Americans of whatever political party, because America has just gone in the wrong direction. And we need a kind of a unity candidate who's going to heal the divide, maybe even somebody. I mean, I mean, Bobby Kennedy is the classic American candidate in the sense that, For years, people have been trying to induce him to run or even give him sort of a free seat that that came vacant now and then as a as a senator or maybe even as governor. Um, and, And he never wanted it because he doesn't really want to be a politician, but he's doing it now because he doesn't see anybody else who will do it, anybody else who will heal the divide, protect the Constitution, get us out of these forever wars and get us out of this sort of corporate kleptocracy that's taken over the country. And that I think once he's done with that, he'll just get out of politics. I mean, he he would like other people to be these, you know, lifelong politicians that, that, that all of us hate. (laughs) <laughs> i got
2: tony i'm out of time i gotta run tony lyons everybody i'll put up on social media links to uh both that book and some of his other stuff uh very interesting again as i said to our listeners uh tony lyons is not only a businessman attorney but experienced uh broadly in uh more politics and public relations so uh, very interesting perspective we gotta take a break we'll be right back it's ed martin here on the pro america report we'll be back in a moment
0: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin.
2: Criminal prosecutions are an enormous distraction to any innocent victim, needless to say, and the indictment of Donald Trump is no exception. The indictment shifts his time and focus away from devoting all of his energy to his re-election campaign. Infringing on Trump's free speech rights to campaign violates the rights of all Americans to hear everything that this candidate has to say. As Democrat appointed Justice Thurgood Marshall observed, the activity of speakers becoming listeners and listeners becoming speakers in the vital interchange of thought is the means indispensable to the discovery and spread of political truth. Marshall's words are falling on the deaf ears of leftist DA Alvin Bragg. Federal courts have the full power to shut down any interference with presidential campaigns by state officials and state courts. No arrest warrant issued by a state official against a leading presidential candidate should be enforceable during the campaign, particularly when an arrest is not needed to protect the safety of anyone. Chief Justice Roberts joined three liberal justices on the high court to emphasize the power of federal courts to halt state court proceedings that impinge on constitutional rights. When someone is, quote, harassed with a multiplicity of suits or litigation generally in an endeavor to enforce penalties, end quote, this would have an unconstitutional effect. And Roberts said it should be stopped. That was less than two years ago when Chief Justice Roberts and the liberal justices so stated on an emergency appeal of an abortion-related law in Whole Women's Health v. Jackson. I can't help but wonder if Roberts would deal so graciously if the injured party is Donald J. Trump. Let's deal with the facts here. The indictment of former President Donald Trump years after the alleged campaign violation on the eve of his re-election bid is obviously politically motivated. Anyone who says otherwise has their own agenda. The question is what the American people should do about these politically motivated indictments. For the sake of our elections, they must all be thrown out.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Our mission, clearly stated at phyllisschlafly.com, is to enable and mobilize grassroots activism on behalf of cherished conservative values. You're encouraged today to go online and read the goals we support and those we oppose. Then, join us. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and come back next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
1: Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. Uh, In the words of the great Ed Martin, we're out of time. I'm out of time. We went on too long. We had good uh, information, good education, good guests, good conversations, and I hope you enjoyed it today. I hope that it was educational and motivational, and I will look forward to seeing you tomorrow for another great edition of the Pro-America Report. Thank you to Noah Dingley, our technical director, for keeping the trains on time and making sure we stay inside the parameters. And don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com. You'll get all of this and more there. We'll see you back here tomorrow on the Pro-America Report.